training mm-hmm. for officers. I know in Baltimore, there's a lack of training yes. um, for officers. And um, I was, when I, when I found out that you were an owner and you were doing this, that, and the third, I was like, you know what, when she's in Baltimore and I have a training class, because mm-hmm. that's what I want to start with, with my company. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just jump out in the field and um, grab contracts and stuff. I want to start establishing like some ongoing affordable training. Right. I think a lot of people don't get the training because if it doesn't come with the job, that means they have to pay out of pocket. And a lot of people are like, look, I'll pay $300 for my gun permit class, but Mm -hmm. I'm not paying $300 for stop the bleed because nothing's probably going to happen on my site. Right. And I think that's the worst way to think nowadays because of all the crap that's happening. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, team up with people who have experience in this, that, and the third, um, to, uh, you know, start putting out some affordable training classes. And I did my first one. Um, it was a era, it was actually an Arizona permit class, which is funny cause you're about to head out to Arizona. So I'll probably have a list of people to give you, um, once you yeah. get that. Um, but I did that one because of the summertime coming up and family okay. traveling. It wasn't mm-hmm. just a security thing. It was like, okay, you're a security guard here. You're armed here. You probably carry CCW. Great. But what happens when you go on vacation, when you go to Florida, when you got your kids, mm-hmm. you go to Texas, whatever? Um, are you able to carry? No, because Maryland's rude. So everybody's rude to Maryland. Maryland doesn't take anybody else's gun permit. And right. A lot of people don't take theirs because of that. So you need a different one. And a lot of people get Pennsylvania, but um, I found out, I mean, a lot of people get Pennsylvania and Utah, but I found out Arizona has like 37 to 40 states that they have reciprocity with. So I think training is, is, is really important. But since you're an owner, I'm going to go on the owner side real quick and say, mm-hmm. let's talk about employees. Let's talk about guards. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, when we were talking about some people to recommend, I recommended you a guy no names I recommended you a guy and you were like no he ghosted on me before basically and what happened after I talked to you was somebody in one of these groups um posted that same guy and was like we're blacklisting him on this group do not take him on for your contract and schedule him he ghosts people and I was like that's the same guy yeah just like his career to ghost people and he was mad too he came on the post he was mad like you got something to say say it to me and I'm like I think this is the most you know instead of coming to your house it's, it's mm-hmm. a live video <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like you can get added to the live video we can talk about it right here but I want to let the other people know who are putting their money on the line their time that you do not show up what what happens when that happens? Do you go out to the contract yourself? Do you have somebody who can go on call? Like what happens? When, so if it's in a state that I'm in, you know, I'm running in, in a couple okay. states. So like Maryland, like I, I end up doing stuff like reaching out to people like you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like when I, yeah. if I'm there in the state, then, you know, I can go or I can send, um, you know, like another guard, but it, it gets mm-hmm. difficult when you're like, like with Charlotte, um, I'm just really getting established. So I don't have, you know, like a whole lot of guys to call, call on, but you, yeah. you just gotta, you gotta have that backup person that's going to be 
ready because anything I'm telling you, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And it will happen. You know, it can be, I think I had something like that happen when we were scheduled to go out of town and a guard was just like, you know, Hey, I can't, you know, I said I would be able to hold this down, but I won't be able to. And you just gotta, you gotta be good under pressure and go to the next thing and just make sure you're sending someone that's credentialed and able to replace that person. It, it, it gets tough. But have you ever lost a contract due to a guard not showing up and you not being able to get there? No. And I thank God that's never happened to me. No. I'm not going to right now. Yes. <laughs> that's the, your worst nightmare is to okay. think of something like that um, happening. I think that I think that is definitely one of my nightmares. Like Because as an employee, I've been mm-hmm. in a long time. I've been mm-hmm. doing security for like 14 years. And I've I've done it all and I've seen it all, you know. Right. I'm I'm sick. I'm at the beach. You know what I mean? I've done right. all the things and that's why my daddy's like, no, no, no. You you're gonna know when somebody is bullshitting and you're gonna know yep. because you are the master bullshitter. And I'm like, Dad, don't say that. But <laughs> you know, so I just feel like now that I'm switching roles, it's like I'm not tolerating none of that crap. Because now I know that it costs people money. It costs people time and frustration. I didn't know that. You know, especially if I'm working for a big company, I don't really think that. But now that I see these smaller companies, it's just like you said, I'm not in North Carolina. I'm not in Charlotte. So if I got to switch guys, I don't have that many guys. And but I don't think people think that way. They they're just don't. like, ah, they're good. They got somebody. No, right. I got three people in this state. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right. And you try and be, I try to be so upfront and I try and be so approachable, like with my guards and kind of like talk to them and let them know, you know, like, Hey, you know, don't BS me. Just, you know, give me the real, I'll try and work with you and, you know, fill your spot. And if you, if you can't make it, but I noticed too, that some guards, like you start to notice a pattern, like when they're calling you with mess and you start to see when it's going to be, you know, a problem. And then you have your people that you can see that are totally dependable and then they bring you other good people. And you know, then that becomes a good thing, but it's like, you gotta always keep an ace up your sleeve. That is that backside of things. Yes. Yes. Don't realize it. It's just like websites. They see the perfect, great web- website, but they don't realize all the stuff that goes into building that. Right. And I'm, I'm learning that day by day. Um, and, that, and that's kind of why I, I brought you on here, because I don't really have too many people I can talk about this with. Right. And, and if I feel like I don't have too many people I can talk about this with, then I know somebody else that's listening to the show. It's like, man, I really want to start a security company, but I, I don't know where to start. I don't know what goes into it. So we're we're giving y'all the real deal. OK, the stress part. OK, uh, <laughs> not cool uniforms. We're giving you the stress part. Let's talk about uniform. So okay. do you have a uniform? Um, do you I have do. a you have to wear or you lenient in that kind of thing? Well, I'm not lenient. What we do is I don't like my my dad, the way that he um did things was they always wore um BDUs. I don't like I like the tactical gear look. I don't like the hotel security type because uh, makes me throw up. Right. The visual you I wanna be like a good visual deterrent. You know what I mean? So my guys, I like them to look strong. You know, they wear the tactical um, BDUs and they wear their uh, bulletproof vests and they look like they're ready. Yeah. So, you know, with my patch and everything um, on their arm, but I just try and stay away from the hotel uh, security type of look. 
tiny yeah. ties. And, right. Yeah. 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 Um, the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally with that. Um, I admire a lot of different companies that are actually out of the country. Um, okay. There's like, like, uh, I want to say you could go from Russia to Australia, those kind of places. They have a different standard because of the way of living out those right. places. So, right. So their security literally is tactical, period. Because they're yes. aiding the military, they're aiding the police force. We don't really have that here, so I think security has went, you know, docile because mm-hmm. America has such a huge military presence and a huge police force, and that's how we got that hotel security look. Because yes. they're like, oh, security, you know, they're not going to be doing anything. And now, in the recent, maybe probably five, six years or ten years, it's switched. We literally mm-hmm. are responding first to things because right. we're there already and mm-hmm. I, I have that conversation with people all the time like, oh security is not first responders uh yeah and sometimes in certain neighborhoods we're the only responders right so, um you know i've called uh, uh, for pd before and they took 30 minutes to get there um mm-hmm. so i just think that tactical look and that look of hey i'm ready i'm not playing just look at me and understand that that's definitely needed nowadays because you can't be yelling at nobody in a gray sweater with some right. gray, <laughs> especially so me, true. I'm small, you know. Right, right. You make so, you want people to think twice. Like, uh, I don't know. Exactly. Try this person. Like, right. I'm not gonna do that while they're here. I'm gonna right. go somewhere else. That's what mm-hmm. we want. We don't even want to get into a fight. We don't want to use anything on the belts. We want you to just think about it and go away. Deterrent, right. Yes. Um. So, your company. I don't think we said the name. What is the name of your company? Sentinel Group Six. And wow. it's, it's it's it was Sentinel Group when my father ran it, and then yeah. once he passed away, it became Sentinel Group Six for um, my father's six girls. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that once you told me that, I was like, and I see what she did there. I see that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, the name. Do you know why he chose that name? Well, Sentinel is is um. You know, I never sat and asked him, but I researched and my mother, like when he passed, like all of his paperwork and everything, she just mm-hmm. dropped in my lap and I had to put a lot <laughs> of things together like a puzzle. But I've researched on my own and Sentinel is, is to guard or guard. So it kind of oh. made sense, you know, like is that English or is that Latin? Like what is Sentinel? Is it English? word? I, I think it's English. And okay. don't quote me on that, but I think it's English. Okay. And I, mean, I think Sentinel means to, to guard. Okay. Yep. Um, Daddy was clever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was good. I always wanted to know that too. I never asked you, but I was like, I wonder what that actually means. Because I mean, people name companies all kinds of things. My dad hates the name of my company, so you know, but it's mine, so he doesn't get to say anything. Mm -hmm. But um, so I always want to know, like, what made you, you know, name that? Um, let me see. I mean, I think I picked your brain so much. (laughs) You know, I got to go to the notes. Hold on, let me yeah. go to the notes because you know, hey, um, that was a good question about the name. Yeah, <laughs> well, then, you know, I, have, I have been doing this just for a little while. Um, okay, yeah, <laughs> to have a whole show on the uh, ABC too, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the whole interviewing thing happened. And I right. was like, you know, I kind of like podcasting too so then I switched to podcasting and my podcast first was uh about the entertainment industry because that's where I, I was and yeah, that's where my I name came. after hours the brand 
was a lounge. I used to have a lounge, and we and it was called After Hours Lounge. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sentimental, but that was the name that I had. I owned mm-hmm. that name and the logo, you know, trademark. So I was like, I don't really see the point of changing the full name. So then when the lounge um, closed, I just changed it to the brand because then it became an umbrella for all the entertainment type things I was doing. And then when right. I decided to switch over to just a security company, then I was like, okay, I'm going to keep after hours the brand because that's how people know me. And I don't right. want to particularly start all the way over, but I want people, you know, to be familiar. And so we just put it to two letters, A-H. And then, you know, of course, the patches will say patrol or something, you know, depending on what we do, because I do a lot of um, executive protection work. Right. I know we were talking about that the other day. Um, yes. My um, yeah. my father yeah, did a whole I, lot of executive protection. I have uh, had the offer to do a couple things. I haven't gotten into it, but I really want to do more of executive I, protection. I love that lane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't love it rapper and reality star going to the club wise that's not my thing Mm -hmm. and a lot of the guys that I thought they're like oh that is executive protection that's it no 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 right no 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 executive protection is anybody with the money right to have executive personal security (laughs) yeah right people are so like single you know singular singularly focused that they like oh no rappers and that's that's what that is no 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 right seriously I had people by um a recent one, uh, she's from Buffalo, New York, where I'm from. And somebody just told her, like, you know, Jasmine does that stuff. So she was coming to D.C. Mm-hmm. from Buffalo to go to a Grammy party. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Grammy party wasn't for just the artists. It was for the actual people who vote on the Grammy board. Wow. I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, I didn't I didn't know nothing about that. I, I kind of thought we voted for it, but mm-hmm. I guess not. But so there's a whole board in every, like, different state like there's a board everywhere for the grammy everybody votes on every category and then all of the states tally it up and that's how they come up with who wins the grammy which i never knew so she was just on the board Mm -hmm. of the grammy and she needed protection she was bringing her daughter Mm -hmm. and like 14 15 so i was really working for her and the daughter it was like a glorified babysitter but hey i got paid for it so i picked them up from Mm -hmm. the airport in to dc and nobody who's not from the dmv they don't want to drive in dc right that's just a thing so i picked them up drove to dc took them to all the grammy events you know made sure you know and people hear the news stories about baltimore and dc so they kind of get ah, you know a little edgy so i was like that's when i got introduced that this you know this lane is just huge it it's is not just rappers and reality stars who caused the most issues anyway? Right. I'd rather have somebody who's going to have a nice, smooth night. So it is something that I think I focus on mostly now just because I like to wear suits, too. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're getting into that, I'm telling you, it's it's first, it's a easier. I'm, I'm going to say easier and faster paycheck just because it's not really an hourly thing. You can literally tell somebody, oh, you want me to pick you up, take you here. Okay, that's 3000 Right, for the day, you charge like for the day. Yep. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Industry Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jazz the CEO, aka the Dapper Security Guard. 
So we're gonna jump right into it. Waste no time. It's Sunday. I know people want to go eat food and talk to their mamas and stuff. So I have a special guest with me. Introduce yourself. Hi, Miss Jasmine. My name is Shanine Elder. How are you? Good. How are you today? I'm well. I'm well. I'm ready to have this chat with you. <laughs> I won't tell the people that you're nervous. But it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so tell everybody what they should know about you. Well, let's see. I am the owner of um, a security agency. I am licensed in Maryland. I'm also licensed, newly licensed in Charlotte, and I'm currently applying for my license in California. And as soon as I'm approved for California, I will be applying for Arizona. Um, I'm the mother of two boys. I have twin boys that are five. Um, Twin boys. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm a busy person. Busy person. Mm-hmm. So let's let's scoop back a little. So okay. the security company, we can just start with that. Mm-hmm. Were you a security officer before you owned the company or how did that come about? I was not. Um, I'm one out of six girls and my father owned this company. It started, originated back in like 1997. And my dad, he was a court commissioner for a while and he I don't I can't remember if he if he lost his job or he stopped working at that job and he decided to open an agency because he said he didn't want his livelihood in someone else's hands mm, so yep he started this company and he provided very well um for my sisters and I my mother was a retired was a principal and she retired early and yeah he just was he just was a provider and he had the company for a long time and it worked so it's six of you, though. So why are you the one with the company? Well, we all are. I am the one. Okay. All of my sisters are accomplished. Um, I have a sister who's an attorney. I have one mm. who's in the music industry. I have one who's in the hotel industry, communications, you name it. We all, wow. you know, have done it. But all the time, everybody's dream is not your dream. So, yeah. you know, sometimes people are doing different things. And I just think I was the one that really ran with it because of um, a a situation that I was in. I was working at a courthouse. I lost my job because my, you know, I had twins. They were um, premature and I had to be with them a lot. So, you know, once entrepreneurship is freedom, right? Right. So it gave me that freedom. It gave me a little extra time to be with my kids. Okay. So you're married also, right? Correct. Yes. And he he works in the company too, or he just works with you in the company and works somewhere else? He he works in the company too. He's my director of operations. He actually was my first employee. And <laughs> <That's> yes. <nice. laughs> yes. Um so he works, he works, he um checks on the sites and he actually works some sites sometimes. So you mentioned that you're about to get you're going out for your license in California and Arizona. Correct. Now what ma- what is making you do those different states. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who have some uh, companies, but they, they usually only do it where they live. So what, what makes you spread out like that? Well, one thing I've been noticing, it, it's, it's a challenge getting contracts. And a lot of people out here, a lot of companies are going, they are more prone to hire people that like the bigger uh, security companies. So what I started doing, the way that I was able to actually get in um, after my first contract was I started using an outsourcing company and they helped me a whole lot. 
um, with getting jobs like with the Walgreens and the CVSs and the Sephora's and, and stuff like that. So they have a lot of work in these in California and also oh, okay. in Arizona. And they said it's okay. a need for security guards there. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 when I'm watching the news, it's really people like, oh, yeah, the cities, the cities, these southern, like, towards out these desert states, mm-hmm. that's where security is really needed. Right. And um, I have definitely seen, a, um, you know, a uprise of different companies or the need or, like, because sometimes I randomly, I'm weird, I randomly, like, look at different states indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, job postings and mm-hmm. just get a feel of what everybody else in the world is doing so I'm not stuck in my little world of Baltimore and um so I yeah I definitely seen a rising in, in need for that so that, that's good that you jump in yeah yeah and the way that I noticed is that I would get work orders for you know Maryland and uh Charlotte and I would just be nosy and say, hey, what do you do? You have like, what other states are you getting a lot of work, well, a lot of work orders for? And he started telling me, and I was like, well, can you give me more examples? I mean, are these like permanent jobs, or are yeah. these things that you're asking for security for for a couple of days? And they're like, no, a lot of these are permanent sites. So to me, I see dollar signs. I'm like, yeah, I see dollar signs. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you know what? I need to. And then I have one of uh, two of my sisters are in Los Angeles, so. They're going to run um, help with that location out there. So, yep, that is definitely a plus to having a big family, right? I think that's that's for me. um, That's probably my current struggle, right? Um, A lot of people don't know; they know now after listening to this. But I literally just got my agency license from Mm -hmm. there. Right, and we talked about that. Kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah, I just got that um my dad me and my dad my dad he's like I re- don't bother me unless Oprah's calling you because you did something great kind of <laughs> silent partner right but other than <laughs> I mean he literally said that that's 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 him but literally other than my father mm-hmm. um there's really nobody else that I can be like okay hey can you go out and do this while I'm doing this or can you so it's kind of really up to me to go yep. out and talk people find things out sit like let me tell you these i'm currently doing um the maryland state certs mm-hmm. um like the women in business minority business that's that stuff is driving me crazy mm-hmm. i'm like i didn't know you know when you look at entrepreneurship on tv the commercials always show everybody smiling because they don't got to go to work mm-hmm. and everybody's like oh yeah we at the coffee shop no no, no i'm at the coffee shop in my third coffee because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here trying to fill out these applications. So um, just kudos to you for keeping it going. Because I didn't know it was this hard. Oh, know? my so, gosh. It, it's it's yes. a challenge, especially when you're going up to um, people, especially Fortune 500 companies, and you're, you're trying to pitch yourself. And then the first thing they do, a lot of people look at me and say, well, will you be working the actual contract? You know, they look at you and think you can't get the job done. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Five, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I also wanted to, I just want to take a minute and say kudos to you because I, you know, I called on you for help, you know, with filling positions, but I had no idea, you know, I had to research you and take a look at what you were <laughs> actually doing. And I'm oh, like, no, I hope no bad. It's a big deal. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just pretend to be, you know, and make oh, you- whatever. 
you you are a big deal. I think it's awesome what you're doing. I appreciate that. I appreciate you for empowering me. You know, uh, saying no, you're gonna do this interview with me. Yeah, yeah, because people need to know that right. people like you exist. Like for me, you're like okay, you're like what I want to be. I'm like okay, I want to be talking to somebody and be like, oh yeah, no, I'm planning on getting my licenses in Arizona and this place in Texas and whatever. Right, because. That, that's motivation for me like seriously like seriously like the like when I first talked to you um I didn't I didn't know you were the owner mm-hmm. for one um and I didn't know what company exactly people always hit me up and be like hey such and such says they got some hours or such and such say and I'd be like oh okay let me um you know I, I like to hear about whatever like, right I never say oh no I'm good I like to hear about now when people really talk to me they realize that I'm really really picky about where I go and what I do but that's just because I've been doing it for a long time right and I know what I'll get bored at what I won't like you know so who got food that I can eat while I'm on duty you know things things that are important in life you know so when I talked to you I was like okay the hours are weird and I already sleep very Mm -hmm. horrible so Mm -hmm. I'm like okay but then talking to you I'm like wait she's the owner wait hold up (laughs) this is interesting Okay, wait, where are you? Where do you live? Right. This, okay, now this is really interesting. So I had to I had to get to know what was going on. Right. And you other just, people need to know. You just jogged my memory about something. I just want to touch on you said that when the hours are weird. I have gotten on my first contract, the hours were the worst hours you could possibly <laughs> think of in the world. And I took it. So I yeah. have because I I mean I'm a little established. I've been doing it on my own for about five years. I mean, the company has ran for years way before me, but on my own without my father because he, you know, he passed away and I, I moved it forward. But I've had to take and take a lot of crummy uh, yeah. jobs and hours kind of to get to where I am now. And I've been in a situation I've had to work because I'm a licensed guard, too. I've had to work, suit up, put the vest on and just mm-hmm. go do my thing and get out there. And I, I mean... Yeah. I was crazy girl. Yeah. Roll my sleeves up yeah. and get dirty. So sometimes it's like that, you know? Yeah. And people are, they just glorify the really, really nice parts. Right. They don't realize you got to strap up those boots and get on the ground and do some stuff too. Yep. Uh, even as owners. Yeah. Uh, I think people see owners as corporate people who are just sitting in the offices who have never been security or never done that. You know, and you, like you said, you didn't start off as security. So you getting into it. Right. As the owner, you didn't just stay owner. You you were like, okay, let me go do my contracts. Let me go do this. And I, and I think that's great, too, because not a lot of people who own security companies actually have done it. Right. People just all assume that they have, but that's not true. Right. I've been in situations with HR and, and corporate companies where I'm like, do you, have you ever even been in this situation? Oh, uh, no, uh, I was an accountant. Well, then why are we talking about this? Right. <laughs> Out you, there. you have no idea what you would have done in this situation. Correct. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you got Yep. And it's good to know from both perspectives because you got to be, if you're out there and you're writing reports, you're expecting reports from your guards that are reporting into you. You need to be able to critique them and say, hey, mm-hmm. this is, it needs to be like this. Or, you know, you need to know from both ends. It helps. Yeah, you need to know what it's supposed to look like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh man, that I mean, this is just awesome because I think we were supposed to talk maybe like a month ago or maybe two months ago or something. Yes. So I'm just I'm just glad that you came on. 
Um, Me too. And I hope it motivates more women to get in the field, get in the business, because you go everywhere, you see female guards, but I don't, I just, having conversations with people, I just don't think they think that they can do it, like own a security. They ask. Just, right. I don't know, it's just, it's just like a stigma, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Right. I mean, it's a challenge, but you, you, you can do anything. It's a process. And once you go, if you put your mind to it, and you yeah. put in hard work, one thing that this, and I'm, I hate this, you know, for it to be a cliche, but one thing that I've learned yeah. through doing all of this, and my parents used to always tell me, especially my dad, hard work pays off. So if you keep at it, no matter how many times you you mess up and you keep going back and you keep going back and you say, no, I'm, I'm going to get this, you mm-hmm. will do it. You will. You will get it. Yeah, you will yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think people... Sometimes they give up and it'd be that one time right after the time you just gave up. If you had just kept going that one time, you would have got it. Yep. You might get a lot of no's, but all you really need is them couple of yeses. Yep. That that one, yes. Yes. Even yes. even as far as getting licensed, like I'll tell you, like with the different states, it, it varies from state to state. And I'm tripped out because it's like even Okay, so from Charlotte, I call California. I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm already owning two states. And they're like, oh, okay, Uh well, you got to, besides all the money you got to pay, you got to take a two-hour exam that you need to pass. Oh, wow. Yeah, state to state. Right. Okay. They have exams. Right. So I'm like, "Uh, can I get around that? Because, yeah, I already own. (laughs) Because you already own. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, "Uh, sorry, we don't care about that. You have to, if you're coming here and you're going to do this, you need to pass this exam. Jeez. And so wait, you also have to pay money. Yep. And you have to take an exam. Yes. And if you fail the exam, is there money that you've already paid that you can't get back? I think that you get another chance. They give you a couple of chances to take it again, but you don't, I don't, it's a lot of money involved, but I'm not necessarily sure. I would have to research. That's a good question. I need to find that out. Do you even get your money back? (laughs) I don't like wasting money now. You know what I'm saying? That was my question. Like, hold up. Right. I don't like testing. I don't like money. So, well, owning a security company, because um, we talked about how you weren't a secure, in the security industry before, how has it changed your outlook, like on your everyday life? You're a mother, you're a wife. Like a lot of people, because of all the active shooters and all the shootings that have been happening, people are like starting to take self-defense classes. They're starting to take weapon classes. They're starting to kind of change their outlook of going to Walmart, for goodness sake. You know, so... Um, with the five years being in business and the things you've seen or heard about, how has that changed kind of your everyday life? Like, do you carry? Um, do I don't not- carry. I do not carry, but I am leaning towards carrying. Um, my The person I had as my, which is my godfather, my license holder in Maryland, he has been on me and told me like, look, you, you know, you're the owner of a security company. You need to carry. And I just, I wasn't interested in, to, in it. Oh, I'm uh-huh. sorry. I wasn't interested until just recently. Um, okay. I could say the way that this has changed me is it's it's empowered me. So I feel okay. since I know all that goes into security and just like dealing with the public period, um, you know, I just being out, I look for certain things. Um, I don't know. I guess. I, yeah. And it's empowered me. I feel like a bit of a badass sometimes. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> You can totally say that. Okay. It's totally uncensored. Okay. Yeah. I, I I feel strong, and I just I don't know. I'm empowered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I. 
feel the exact same way. Well, I've always been a little crazy. I've always been um, situationally aware, but that's my dad's a Marine. He's a police officer and my brother's a little crazy. So we've right. all kind of been all our lives. But what I hear from what you said, besides being empowered, you said that now that you've been around in the public and the security, you kind of look at certain things. That means now your your situational awareness has been heightened. Yes, it is. Now you're okay. like, not paranoid, but you're on alert. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's sneaking up behind you because this field just kind of puts you in a mindset where you're like, okay, why has that guy walked by three times and has not picked up anything? Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I was wondering, was it just me? No. no. So, yeah, no. And yeah. it makes you because it's like our company motto is kind of like, you know, I, I want guys that can figure out ways to like not resort to using physical force or weapons unless they absolutely just have to. So, yeah. you know, I'm looking at things and situations, you know, in everyday life yeah. the, the same way, you know? Yeah, that that is uh, one of my, I guess I could say models too, de-escalation right. is a huge thing for me. Um, one, because I'm small right? and I, I'm not delirious, you know, I'm not delusional, I'm not everybody in the world I cannot be, okay? Right. Every huge guy that comes and I've had people six feet, three, you know, just try me but that de-escalation that respect talking people down mm-hmm. that whole thing you know it works and it works all the way up to you do got to pull your weapon and you'd be like oh yeah you thought I was playing but I mean it it works and I think a lot of pe- police and security um they forget that that is a tool yeah might not be able to see it on your belt but that is definitely a tool um I'm literally I think I told you the other day that that that's what I'm writing my book on Yes, you um, did. Yep. I'm writing my book on de-escalation because I subcontract for a lot of different companies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies, they, they, I think the thing is that they assume that the guards are coming in with training already. Mm-hmm. And because you have, you know, your gun license and all that, we, we assume that you, you understand things and you got things. You took your training seriously. But these people get on these contracts and they act a fool. Yep they do (laughs) they just they act a fool and because we assume that they know we don't give them extra training yep because we that costs money for the company that's like okay it does you say you already have it Mm -hmm. yeah but it's worth it and and that's why i had to write the book i've I've come in contact with a recently in the last year i come in contact with a guy he had his gun license for 30 days Mm -hmm. and um he had a weird holster that was not really secure, but he danced a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he just danced a lot with his gun on. And it was so annoying to me oh my <laughs> that God. I finally was like, yo, I'm not trying to be like a know-it-all. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I'm telling you right now, you are a six foot black man. Right. You drop that gun on that ground. You're getting arrested. Right. They're not, they're not going to ask you any questions. You, you are just setting yourself up for failure right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was a big guy. He was just really, really silly. But he had no training. Right. That's, that, that's really what that is. Like, the class you take for the gun license, it's not really ca- giving you etiquette. No. And you need you need that training. I get a lot of calls sometimes from guards in the field asking questions. And that lets me know, like, hey, you you definitely need to be retrained or we need yeah. to see because you 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 should know these things, you know. You should. You should. <clears throat> Something that I definitely want to get more into because my father did so much of it and I really am interested in I have a friend in New York that does a lot of film security. 
Mm. Um, and movie set security. Yeah. So I'm really trying to break into that also. That is probably, you know, EP is probably yeah. one of the hardest things to break into. It is. It's just like, it's really, oh, who do you know? Who knows yep. you? Bye, yep. bye, bye. I did, um, I was on the set doing security one time. Mm-hmm. And it was probably one of the greatest experiences of my life. Right. <laughs> it was just so cool to kind of see the inside of how these things work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was cool to be around those people and see that they were real people. And, right. You know, some yep. were mean and some were nice, but they that's how the real world works. So it was kind of cool seeing that. So, I mean, yeah, we, we could definitely, you know, offline talk about that more. Um, it's just, it's just the whole reason why I do this podcast is because it's just so many lanes. It's it so is. many levels. Like, it's just really a never ending thing, the security thing. So right. if you were to talk to someone who was just starting their own security company, Mm-hmm. What would you tell them as advice or what would you tell them to do first? Mm, let's see. I would say, I would tell them definitely when you're going into it, um, you have to have, you have to put your arm up one um, and you have to have a certain mindset. You're going to have so many challenges that you come up against. But like I said earlier, no matter what, you have to keep going. And you have to kind of stay focused on your vision and your dream. And you kind of have to tune everything else out. And even when you come up against those those challenges where people may make you feel like you're not enough or you don't know enough or um, you don't have enough experience, you still you still have to just keep going yeah. and, and block all of that out and yeah. keep your eye on the prize. Because that's what I did. I mean, I came up against so many things and I had a million reasons of probably why I should quit and I had so many people say oh it's hard and you're not going to be able to do this and when somebody tells you no mm-hmm. you go harder yeah yep girl that's that's a, that was a, they was preaching just now girl <laughs> we have to take that out and use that for a sound bite um <laughs> tell people where they can send resumes how they can get in touch with you your social media give them the rundown so I'm not, I, I feel bad because I'm not as active as I should be on, on Facebook, mm-hmm. but I do have a presence on Instagram and it's um, Sentinel Group 6. You can look us up. If you're interested in working with me, you can go to my website and it's sentinelgroup6.com and you can always email me, shoot me an email at info at sentinelgroup6.com. Okay. I mean... I just want to say thank you once again for coming on. This was great. Thank um, you. It was thank fun. you for having me. No, thank you for doing what you do and showing us that we can do it too. I think that's really what I got out of this whole conversation. Um, you know, I just appreciate you talking to me because I'm in the midst of it. And, you know, there's a lot of more people that, you know, have more experience than me. And I'm I'm dealing with that right now with people like, yeah, okay. But I'm pushing through it. So I appreciate you saying all those things that you said. And hopefully this helps somebody else keep going as well. Um, so you go and watch Power now. Okay. You just and... had to let everybody know that. But... <laughs> you go and watch Power now, girl. Um, no. <laughs> and thank you for 
for um coming on. I'll talk to All right, thank you so much for having me, and please keep shedding light on um the industry and women being in the industry, and just periodically let's check in with each other. Yes. I wish you all the best. The same to you. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to another great episode of Industry Talk Podcast. If you like that episode and you have never heard an episode before, go back into the archives and listen to all the seasons. And thank you for supporting, sharing, commenting, and liking everything you hear and see on our Instagram or Facebook. If you're not already following us, please do at Industry Talk Podcast on all social media platforms. If you are on our Instagram, make sure you check out the training highlight and the job posting highlight. The whole goal is for us to create better protectors, is for us to shine light on the industry in always possible. So definitely take the opportunity that you're given and do training and make sure that you become the best protector that you can be. If you would like to help us out on this podcast, there is a link in our bio where you can donate a quarter, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever you can spare. Anything that you can find around the house or in the seat of your car would be greatly appreciated. Help us keep this movement going. Help us support security officers who have lost their jobs or down and out. More information on that coming soon. So just stay tuned, man. We got big things coming.